Welcome to the BZ Podcast. This is Zay. I am sitting here with Brittany. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, we hope this episode reaches you in good spirits. And if not, we hope by the end of it, your spirits are lifted. Please remember to like, subscribe to whatever digital streaming platform you're using. If you enjoy this content, want more of it, share it with a friend. Every new listener is an appreciated one. So uh, now that we got that out the way. We are very, very excited about this week's episode. Uh, we're not alone, and we love company, and it takes a lot to have company on this pod. <laughs> takes a lot. So uh, sitting with us is a, a very, very talented artist, a highly toted poet out of Nashville, Tennessee. Having been featured on the pod before, you might be familiar with his work. If not, you're going to get familiar. So on behalf of myself... Brittany and our pod family, we'd like to extend the warmest of welcomes to none other than Ron Obasi. What's going on, partner? What's up, bro? Okay, yeah. Right? Nah, I'm gonna put the I'ma put the uh the, the applause and everything. Yeah, we're gonna put sound effects on this <laughs> shit. Gonna be nah, bro, thank y'all for having me, bro. Thank y'all. Uh everything good, man? Yes, How you doing, bro? man? Everything is is blessed, bro. I don't got no complaints at all, bro. Like, you know. Anytime somebody speaking highly of what you up. do or want you on their platform to talk about it, bro, it's always a blessing. But life good, bro, for sure. Yes. Thank you for That's coming good. on. Really good. Man, thank y'all for having me, man. Like I said, the excitement don't it didn't go away from last time and shit. So I'm I'm ready to see what's going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was so tight about last time. I was so tight about last time. You have no idea, son. Well, I guess people don't even know about last time. We're talking about last time. People are like, What's last oh, time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a little technical difficulties technical no difficulties <laughs> lack of communication and it was the reason why we didn't have an episode last week so for our audience thank you for being patient but uh yeah we, we back for sure man we back it's all divine time we're gonna tell it's all divine time exactly yeah. word up so uh mm -hmm. what we like to do when we first speak to our artists is we like to share how we were introduced to their music and mm. for me I was in talks with Gavin, and that's uh, Qual's manager. Mm -hmm. And it started with Qual's. It went to Jordan. From Jordan, it went to Chuck Indigo. From there, it went to yours truly, Jay. I kept saying Jai on Qual's episode. I apologize for fucking your name up. Um, so I was like, I was like a kid in a candy store because every artist I was coming across that was affiliated in some way, shape, or form was just wild talented. Mm -hmm. And we like to feature music. Right. So I have to deep dive and find new artists and stuff like that. So when I came across y'all, I was like, oh, shit, like this is the, the well, like this shit ain't going to dry. Like y'all just <laughs> y'all just made our joy so easy. Right. So I, I, I get to you and I get to notes on a scale to the EP um, and I play the first track. Good raps, too. 
And at the time I put it on, I was kind of distracted. I was multitasking. I was doing other shit, but slowly my focus started shifting and you were demanding my attention. Right. (laughs) And it was like it was like on cue. By the time you had my full attention, you hit me with the uh, what you say? You said uh, you could talk like (laughs) Vince when your head above the rim. (laughs) (laughs) That shit gave me the ugliest (laughs) face. My face was just like, "Mm." I said, this boy good. (laughs) This boy good. Right. Right. So I I immediately I ain't waste no time. I immediately hit Brit up. I was like, yo, this the next one. This got to be it. This gotta be it. That's hard. That's so hard, bro. That's so hard, bro. Yeah, nah, facts, man. I I love that shit. I love that shit. I said, oh, a basketball reference? Yes. Man, like, that, it was it was amazing. That was one of my favorite ones uh, for sure, bro. My bad. I ain't I ain't mean to cut you off, but I was just right there. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, please. This is your interview, bro. Nah, that's one of my favorite bars too, because I never really just explained, you know what I'm saying, like the double entendre from it's like one of those ones that like I'm cool with knowing like exactly what it means, but I know for surface level it still hit just as hard with the double entendre. So that's one of those Word. bars that like the song the song in totality for sure, man. But it's always good to hear people say like, you know, when you write a bar like that, no artist ever talk about how it hit you the same way a listener would hit you if you like like when you write it, you like, damn, this code, they gonna go crazy when they hear this. So it's like, so, so to hear, so when you know somebody go crazy, listen, it's like affirmation. You know what I'm saying? It don't never go away. It don't never get old for me. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. That's what's up. What about you, Brett? Yeah, like going through your whole catalog. I mean, it, you are definitely the type of artist where you can just throw, throw it on and just, there's no skips. You know, you can just let it all play. It flows so well. Um, Nothing. I, all your music is very cohesive, even though you have different sounds. Mm. You know what I mean? It's still like true to yourself. But the songs that stood out for me, um, Suck Your Teeth, of course. Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that like one of your newer songs? Yeah, it came out right before 2021 started. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, Tribe Talk, I like No Look Freestyle, that Crack the Code, shit. Phases. I, I really love Phases. That's a sleeper. Um, oh, I love her already. Nah, I love, I love Faces. <laughs> Nobody ever, Faces is uh-huh. one of my favorite records. It's another thing I'll be feeling like helping grown people. But that's one of my favorite songs. I oh, really yeah, did. I love it. Like, yeah. Um, the entire project of Sun Tapes, um, <laughs> but a few ones that really stand out for me. I like Fresh Start 2, The Freemans, Eastside Marauders is pretty dope. And then, of course, Them Crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Man. Y'all be listening, bro. Like, it's, I, I swear, it's, it's appreciative. Mm-hmm. All of those all of those songs, bro, touch me in a or do for me, obviously, what they do for the listener, too, because those are definitely my favorites. I still spin those like they, they're not even mine, really. But. And what's it like, like, as as an artist, like, you just turn on your shit every now and then and just be like, yeah, I'm nice as shit. So, like, bro, like, how often do you listen to your own shit? <laughs> That's the thing, too. So, <laughs> so I definitely listen to my, my music quite often, you feel me? But not, not on, like, I'm the only person I listen to, obviously, because you can't. I, can't, I don't know. But I get inspiration from my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, with intent for purposes, obviously. Like, I mean, you gotta, I'll be feeling like to be the best artist you can be, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to put out nothing that you don't love that you can't go back and spin anyway. So, uh, here recently, like, I'm always spinning sun takes, bro. It's just, to me, it's like, it's a body of work that I can't really, like, escape because it's such a, like, um, a lot of the things that I left in sun tapes are everything days or everyday things that I can apply to myself. You know what I'm saying? So I always mm-hmm. spinning the music for that purpose. And then the sonics, like 
a lot of the a lot of the people that I work with for a lot of the um elements and stuff that go inside my music are are like purposely put like I said to like stand the longevity of like at least my ears you know what I'm saying I definitely can speak for myself so pretty much often bro pretty much often I just love the music that I make honestly so yeah we love it too yeah. man are there any songs where you're like Ugh. yeah but nobody yeah I, that's the process for sure like uh yeah yeah it's like <laughs> it's a process because like sometimes like I'll I'll listen to well let me say this there's Honestly, there's nothing that I have out right now that's available to a listener that makes me go like, eh, okay. yeah, like, nah. So, gotcha. yeah, there's nothing that's out. You put the on yeah, that. Like, there's nothing that's out right now that makes me think like, I should never put that out and let me take that down. You feel me? But when mm-hmm. you're creating, absolutely. There are some songs that yeah. you do not strike gold every single time, bro. Hell no. Nah. Sometimes you'll do something you're like, bro, that's not it, dog. <laughs> that's not it at all. Bro. <laughs> but 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 it's crazy right. though because those part of the process. Absolutely. It's crazy though how it works though, because those mm-hmm. ideas always start off great. You like, bro, I got something again. And then you'll go record <laughs> it. It's like Nah, that's not it, bro. <laughs> but but you and then you know, shit, it'll be some stuff that you, yeah, it'll be some. It, it's also some songs that I probably slept on myself, and then I somebody else heard them, mm-hmm. or Kelsey heard them. Like, nah, but yeah. that's it. Fresh Start Two was one. Fresh Start Two, I made it, okay. and uh, yeah, it's it's sentimental, right? Whatever, and uh, the hook, you know, is you know for. For everyday lively purpose, you know what I'm saying? It was like, what don't kill you, make you stronger, what that make me. Mm-hmm. What I could see why people would love it, but like for me, it was just something I would probably make and listen to myself. And then I played for Kelsey. It's like, no, you, mm-hmm. you need to put that shit out. So sometimes it'd be me in my own yeah. way. So you never really know. One thing, uh, one thing I like about your delivery most is like you use empty space a lot. You find these these pockets that allow for you to make the words hit harder in these gaps. And I noticed that a lot throughout your work. Like you kind of have this minimalist approach. Like, is that by mm-hmm. design? Like, is that just your pocket is how do you approach that? Um, um, at first, how I found that pocket was just by like, uh, I want to say muscle memory. Cause I tell, um, tell people all the time, like, I've been making music my whole life, whatever, writing, I guess, or say, like, poetry and all of that stuff. But when I was writing to jazz when I was in college or whatever, like, jazz has this, you have to take breaths in some prompt, like, in some form of the pockets, especially, like, when you hear, like, a saxophone or something like that, bro, for the, for the next note to have, like, like, it, it show you, like, a real different kind of breath control when you're writing or whatever, especially when you're trying to, like, you know, do whatever you do in those pockets. So when I was writing, obviously with the poetic form and everything, um, as I was working on my own craft, shit just started to kind of like, you know, after like you put so much time in, you find how something repetitive or something works. So just to, I just started doing it with intent, bro. And it just worked. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that you come across from your own craft of like, you know, studying other things, study other art forms. Cause I mean, I couldn't really uh, compare it to nothing other than like a jazz instrument, really. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully that answers mm. the question. Just listening to a jazz piece over and over and over again and like where those fellas where they playing the saxophone and it's like before they go on to the next. Like there's some continuous playing, but it comes obviously all of it. Mm-hmm. All of the emphasis comes from like their breath control and everything and where they take the the pauses and the 
it's like that anticipation or I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I guess that's the way. Yeah. From what you're saying, it seems like, uh, you know, you, you did a lot of writing the jazz and it's almost like your voice is just another instrument with a jazz track. So Basically. as much pauses as the saxophone is taken, you're, you're kind of mimicking that. And that's why it works. I think that's Basically. why your music sounds very cohesive and then you blend very well on jazz tracks. Like, have you ever had the chance to like learn any instruments? No, but I am. Um, I want to say uh, I plan on it. Let's see. This year? Next year? For sure. It's one of those things that I, 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 which, I was. Which one you got in mind? A saxophone and a piano first. Saxophone nice. and piano yeah. first. Yeah. I met this woman like last week and she's like 60 something and she's like, I'm learning the piano. I was like, see, it's never too late. No, it's never too late. You feel <laughs> right. right. Never right. too late. I've been, I've been trying to take up the piano recently. Probably last couple oh, of years. I've been, I've been mm-hmm. fucking around with the piano. Yeah. It's good for music theory. Music theory, like once you learn the piano, especially because you get all your fingers working at once, other instruments are going to be easier to to learn that's what i've been told bro. so that's what i've been told yeah, so, I, w- yeah. I would say start with the piano that's what that's what a, a old head told me start with the piano got you i'll be thinking you know obviously i'm thinking for right now it's obviously for you know i love instruments and stuff and i ain't never i was never the kid growing up in band and shit you feel what i'm saying and i i'll be thinking back mm-hmm. like i wish Everything happens for a reason, but I wish I was at this yeah. age. I wish I was somebody that really picked up an instrument or something like that, mm-hmm. bro. Because it's 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 beautiful artwork to learn. And then I just be thinking mm-hmm. like far ahead when I be like shit when when I when I don't want to hear my own voice no more. You know what I'm saying? I still got some instruments to really say what I want to say. <laughs> so, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Definitely. That's very ill. All right. So, um, as you stated, you know, you you started with poetry. Mm-hmm. But you said you've been writing forever. So, like, when exactly did you find out that you had, like, a good rap voice necessarily? Like, did you one day put a beat on and it's like, I got a feeling about this? Bro, I was, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> even outside of music, bro, people don't know how, like, just to be transparent, how, like, insecure I was about my voice. Because it was always raspy growing up. Like, it was always raspy, mm, and then and then insecurity put bass underneath it. I mean, I mean not insecurity, but the puberty part. You know what I'm saying? Getting older put bass underneath yeah. it. So like, even as I got older, it wasn't. I didn't really get the. Even when you start out rapping, you don't. Sometimes the conviction, all of that, literally come from the practice. So you could be hearing me in a regular day, every uh, everyday conversation, and think like, "Damn, you got a got a powerful voice." But when you working on a rap, sometimes the delivery and all of that ain't the same. So when I first really, really got comfortable as far as like what my voice could do on the track, why I really, really liked my voice was right around the first project I put out, like Casual Alien, for real, for real. Like that was when I. Really, really heard the confidence in my voice and the con- conviction. Didn't matter what I, it's crazy because like, doesn't matter the history of everything prior. I don't know. Sometimes it's just kind of like blend of what you're saying and do you actually feel what you're saying? That made a difference mm-hmm. in my voice. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but other people would say I had a, a rap voice. Like I, uh, we, <laughs> I just heard some songs that I made from when I was like 11 and 12 the other day, bro. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Put them joints out. Put them joints out. I want to hear. Right, uh, 
<laughs> it's so crazy, bro. I definitely, uh, I had posted a clip on social media, and they was they was having a fun time with it or whatever. I did a little freestyle to uh, White Tee by uh, Franchise Boys or whatever, bro. It's like eleven to twelve, but like, yeah. But you can hear the <laughs> you can hear the raspiness and everything, bro. You can hear like the excitement mm-hmm. of the kids just really just doing it because he happy oh and God. doing That's it. So yeah, and then but you, like I said, when you're doing this as a craft. Um, you obviously want to have fun with it, but at at this point, um, I think just going back to what bro said, really just also knowing that my voice is an instrument, you know what I'm saying, and not really looking at it from a, uh, I guess an acceptance, or even if I think my voice sounds crazy, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. obviously, uh, I was gifted with a voice that really commanded attention, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely. Yeah. People be saying I. Some people be saying I talk how I rap sometimes and shit. But every one of every one of every one of those things that's like, like I said, it's a blessing for me, honestly, to have the the voice that I do have. So yeah, that's what I like though, because it's just the most natural, you know. Yeah. Like I like when people sing and it kind of sounds like they're talking. It just flows out very naturally. Mm, um, yeah. So it sounds like you've always kind of like dabbled. Then since you're saying you're 11, putting out freestyles, man. Full circle moments been happening for me a lot lately, for sure. So, excuse me if you hear me excitement telling a story, or whatever, answering the question. But, oh, to, but cool. the the mm-hmm. yes, I've been around it my whole life. So, like the dibbling and dabbling part was always like consistent throughout my life. Like I said, it started with the poetry, but even with the poetry, um, I wasn't just you know doing that behind closed doors. Even though it was like like something to be scared of, I had teachers that made me do it in front of people. Cause they liked mm-hmm. it. It was like, people should hear this. And then my pops, bro, like music, dance, everything that was my first loves was my pops first love. So a lot of the dibbling, like a lot of the going in and out of it had to like necessarily, you know, go with if, if I was following my own true passions or like my pops, you feel what I'm saying? So that's really where most of the inconsistencies come from where I'm like, am I doing this? Cause this is something my pops showed me to do or is this something I really right. love? But. I've been around music, bro, my whole life recording. He had me in, he had me in the booth literally recording with like grown ass men. Like, go get your bars off for real, for real. It didn't matter what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's what's yeah. Even if it didn't matter if I knew what I was saying or not. That was, that's what I'm saying. Like, so the full circle moment that he yeah. Yeah, sent me those songs I did when I was 11 and 12 really just kind of put it in perspective for me. Like, my 10, oh, wow. yeah, my 10,000 hours in this didn't start. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when, when the world heard my first, Ron Obasi mm-hmm. song, you know what I'm saying? My $10,000 really been like my whole life. Kind of been grooming me, that's, I guess. Yep. That's what's up. So you exposed very early. 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 To like all these outlets. And yeah, that, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope as shit. Shout what out to your pops. What kind of music did your dad, yeah, what kind of music did your dad make? Hip hop, bro. Like he, um, he loved hip hop, man. He, he bleed that shit for real, for real. Like, you know, he, he a Southern cat. So, um, a lot of his favorite. Mm-hmm. Southern artists, you know what I'm saying? It, it can go from Goody Mob to Outkast to Jeezy's, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he mm-hmm. pox and all of that stuff. And it was his outlet, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. I was I was grateful enough, you know what I'm saying, to to just at least him have me around it, even if I didn't really understand it, like I said, just to be a part of that. So like he was he was making hip hop and shit early too. It was you know what I'm saying? He he was more so on the street side cause that was his life, you feel what I'm saying? He was just rapping his reality and yeah. shit. It was definitely gangster mm-hmm. rap. But yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. Right. Thank Got you. Got a little exclusive drop, little some little some behind us. <laughs> 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 um 
the the best poets are like communicators period mm-hmm. they understand economy of words um they cut off all the fat all and they make everything lean it's straight to the point so that means like that initial call for you to take up poetry is one of conviction and you did mention conviction before mm-hmm. so having something meaningful to say and it also being important enough to tailor it and spend time tailoring it and getting to the point of it so having you like touch on conviction i guess you would say that your conviction comes from all your experiences that you've had you know being in the studio with your pops like kind of like where can you attribute that having something to say you know because that's like the hardest part the hardest part i feel from being an artist is is what do i say to these niggas for sure <laughs> like you get to a point like nah, well, like what do i like that's a true assessment yeah. hell yeah so how early did you did you come upon that you had this calling to say stuff like yeah, you know, your teachers cultivated it, your, your pops cultivated it, your yeah. experience cultivated it, but there was something in you. Like, where do you think that that comes from? Could you explain that? You might not have an answer, so. But you said, so I was going to say, for, you know what I'm saying, it's, I think it's different pieces. I think it's different variables, you know what I'm saying? The easiest thing to say in the test, too, is like, you know what I'm saying, is obviously a higher power of God. It's just being a vessel for something, you know what I mean? Because you be around a bunch of people who, mm-hmm. um, could probably write uh, write the different kind of songs or whatever. Or, uh, people my age group, so to say, I wish I was the only person that that showed a love or whatever to music that that uh that I was around. But I guess from the conviction standpoint, like I said, with the poetry, just just knowing that I had something to say, bro, it really just came. Sometimes it came from the passion. I was always passionate about the topics. I was never hesitant to like go research something or or use my own uh, free will to go figure something out, like you know what I'm saying knowledge or whatever. Um, I I definitely was always one of those youngest that the older cats would always pour into. So I was blessed in that way as well. Like, you know, I didn't, mm-hmm. those were the times where I really didn't know what they seen in me, honestly, uh, where they would pull me to the side, feed me something. Uh, or things would just catch my eye that I don't know. It's, I mean, just being young, I always felt like the perspective I had on the world was different. So when I would go to write things, that's how it would come out, as if I was a vessel. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, mm-hmm. I think uh, I've heard Kendrick say it, I've heard Pac say it, I've heard Nip say it. Like sometimes you go down the right, and you have this—you know what your mind wants to say, you know what your heart wants to say, and sometimes the way it come out is something speaking through you that you really can't even—you just a vessel for real, for real. Like you just a. Uh, the person who mm-hmm. the person who went through the experience and was able to mold it enough to pass it on as information. So it's funny you say that because uh, I was I was watching like a Marvin Gaye documentary and he made that album, you know, the What's Going On album. Mm-hmm. Like that's like his biggest album. And he said, uh, I forgot where he was living at the time, but I think Smokey Robinson came over and he was um, Marvin Gaye looked over to him and was explaining to him. He said, God is writing this album. like like he's not writing this right now like he doesn't know where it's coming from but he was like i'm not even a part of this like something is taking over and god is making this (laughs) so it's kind of like that i feel like i feel like that's what you're explaining absolutely like every uh, from the from from the moment it strike you in your mind and your heart all the way down to writing it to recording it to somebody listening and them being able to like go to share feel 
go to the experience that you had, whatever, with the music, it's all, like, spiritual. It's all higher, really. You know what I mean? And then the conviction mm-hmm. is, another part is the conviction is telling my real-life story. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's really, when I go down and write this shit, it's really coming from real spaces. This is something I, you know, I'm seeing this, so I really lived that for real, for real. So, like, the way you're going to feel it is exactly how I felt it when I wrote it. Yeah, it comes across that way. Yeah. It comes across that way for sure. Mm-hmm. So we were just speaking on convictions, and I'm going to speak on courage. <laughs> so I've seen, uh, <laughs> I've seen you say that you write from a voice that nobody uses when they talk aloud, and people are normally afraid to say how they really feel. And I can relate to that personally. Like sometimes words come out of my mouth because of the truth, <laughs> and you know it is what it is. Um, the inner voice is just too strong, but. I think that's why your music connects. Um, so where do you find the courage to say what you feel no matter what others think? Um, that's a good-ass question because that's, that's a process too. Um, cause, it is. Yeah, because <laughs> like I said, growing up, it wasn't always like that. You know what I mean? No matter how passionate. Mm-hmm. I knew like one thing about me growing up, like I was I was always passionate about the shit I spoke on or I feel. So like that was, that was a lot of my hesitancy. Uh, I knew once I started talking about something that I wanted somebody to feel, every single thing I said was like, you know, <laughs> damn their hand clapping, or I'm like, I'm in your grill with it. like almost. So you 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 had no problem with people disagreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, so like it was almost like uh, as I got older, it was like just suppressing that like uh, that that voice. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, going back to answer your question, just finding the courage to really like use that voice to your power because. I kind of make the assessment, bro, that some people might not really have that voice that speaks to them like that. Even though I would like to believe that everybody has that voice that's just as loud. Exactly. But but I have Mm -hmm. to always attest it to like, all right, I'm grateful enough that I have a voice that speaks to me, that's like telling me the truth, that's telling me the things I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, I'm feeling what I'm feeling, and then I have to find the courage to really like deliver that. You know what I mean? Like I said, just. Telling the truth, take courage. I always say, you know what I mean? Because it's so easy mm-hmm. to go on and act like you don't feel or that you don't see what you see. Yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. Um, another part of it is I don't want no listener or believer or fan, family or friend really to stand beside me uh, with a false truth. And the only way you really know if people rock with you for who you are, is if you really tell your truth, like if you you have to, you know what I mean. That inner, right. that inner voice is a part of it, you know what I mean. So the more I'm using my inner voice and I'm telling exactly how I feel and what I'm thinking, and then people are showing support. People are saying like I relate to that, or people saying like, damn, somebody else should hear that. Um, when they come back tenfold, it shows you just how powerful your own truth is. You know what I mean? We're like somebody mm-hmm. living by that or somebody feeling that shit because it's like that was the same thing that you almost thought about not saying yesterday but you mm-hmm. but you said it today or you put it on wax and yeah. somebody <laughs> felt it and was like damn i'm so glad i you know what i mean i'm so glad yeah. i said that i'm so glad i told the truth because that always outweighs any other process yeah. that you go through in your head or why you shouldn't say that you know what i mean so yeah yeah. How old I think are you? We experienced that 20, recording. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Twenty. Uh, I'm 27. sorry, I cut you off, Brett. You good said age. you're twenty-seven. No, that's you're a good, good age. That's that's yeah. good age. Good age. Nah, you 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 talk very. You talk beyond your years sometimes. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, man. 
<laughs> you read a lot. A lot, bro. A lot. That's <laughs> it's scary, bro. How much you can really, uh, how much you can really find yourself and and some shit you really need to know in books for for like it's it's absolutely yeah. yeah, bro. I read a lot. Like, um, it's one of the things that's helped. Like I said, find that courage and that conviction, bro. Because as a as a wordsmith for artist or something like that, man, you have to be tapped into what you know other people who was mm-hmm. historians or storytellers mm-hmm. or artists were saying. Feel what I'm saying? Because somewhere along the line, it's the same frequency. So, like one thing I've learned is I was gonna say, yeah, it's cycles. You feel what I'm saying? Like you, it's nothing. That, it's another mm-hmm. thing too. Just to go back, it's nothing that I'm saying or felt or like that I got inspired by other than my own personal experiences. It's just acknowledging the fact that somebody else took the step and had the courage to say what they wanted to say on something or spoke to me in a way. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's uh in a way passing on that that, you know, somebody did it for me, so it's doing it for other people. You know what I mean? Somebody else got out their own way right. to pass on the knowledge mm-hmm. or the insight and shit that they got. So my my instrument in my way is literally just the music. You know what I mean? Uh, as my life goes on, there'll be other ways. But like I said, some people put it in their books. Some people put it in their music. Some people mm-hmm. put it in their films. Some people, you know what I mean? They, they art, all different kind of ways. They paintings, all different kind of ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess the moral of it is just making sure that you're sharing it. Yep. In whatever form, just making sure that, that it's getting out to the people that may need it. Absolutely. That's dope. So, um, moving, moving on. Um, Little did you know, about two weeks ago, you were you were quite the commotion during our uh, pre-production as I was deciding to use them crackers. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So so <laughs> this is on the heels of the riots at the Capitol building. And when I, I, I pick music, I try to make music choices that make sense when the opportunity arise. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was playing Sun Tapes for about probably like three weeks a lot preparing to talk to you and i'm like yo how can i not use them crackers on the heels of the capital riots like this is like so fucking right? fitting yeah. this is a layup this is a layup Absolutely. like you know what i mean this is easy yeah. right so i like to say we have a diverse audience and we kind of gotta kind of like told not told a line but we just gotta keep 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 that in mind when we Sometimes. when we do certain things <laughs> right just just to be careful but i love the song but i'm i'm sitting here and i'm second guessing myself you know i asked Britt, i was like yo is this too much but <laughs> i think i think in that instance that goes back to kind of using your inside voice like it immediately popped in my head like yo them crackers is the perfect song to use but then i'm like uh, is it a little is it a little too forward what did you think about it brett well yeah that's what i was kind of about to say right before you asked him how old he was like it's kind of the same thing a lot of times like we'll we'll just kind of hesitate on what we should say on the podcast because of course our personal conversations are fucking nuts yeah. but we're like, you know we get on the podcast and it's just like ah oh, should i really say that like that and it's like fuck that shit i'm gonna say that if they don't like it they don't like it but um yeah like at first he played it so i'm just like but i'm like hold up like how's somebody gonna get mad like how they gonna get mad because they call the fucking crack shit are, are you a cracker? I then like so, right. like if you look at the true history of the word, like it's not the same. It's it's not the same as niggas. Absolutely. So especially after we did the episode, it was like, nah, fuck that. Use that shit. Fuck it. Yeah. Like 
Use that use that song. So no hey. Man, listen. We didn't receive any backlash. If they had something to say, they ain't say it. Whatever. Right. I love it. <laughs> it was perfect. That's funny too, cause like even when you even when you make a song like that, like I I would be lying to say I didn't share that thought too. Like, damn, like I know it's not just I know it's not just black folk listening to my shit, right? And it's they the same mm-hmm. people outside of us, like they show love the same way. They I mean they connect to it the same way. They express that. So like a song like them crackers. Now you go if you could go back and listen to like the the music and stuff that I put out, the the focus has always been consistent. I've never shied away from like especially on like casual alien, really just calling out that that uh the reality that I see per se, uh, mm. but song like them crackers is obviously for like shorter words. It's like it's like polarizing. It's like right at your throat. You feel what I'm saying? It's like it's not politically right. correct. It's not. <laughs> it's how I felt. Like literally at that time, it was like it was one of those songs that I wrote just from the simple fact. It's like all right. A lot of times you hear these songs that try to like identify the corporate. I should say. Like, they beat around the bush. Like, it's one thing to, like, make a song like that, and it's like you got the craziest simile or metaphor or something like that, and you're trying to attack a topic mm-hmm. where somebody needs, like mm-hmm. I said, but, like, them crackers, was, was that was not the approach at all. I wanted you to hear exactly how, um, <laughs> I wanted you to hear exactly how I felt when I wrote it, and exactly, we see, we see, you know what I'm saying, we see what the fuck going on out here, so, like. If you hear that song, that's another thing. It's one of those things. That's the best thing about this art form, or I should say. If I make something so polarized or so truthful, and if it hits you to where you love it or you hate it so much because you identify with something in there that then I did exactly what the hell I was supposed Mission to say. Mission accomplished. Yeah, Whether they're mad or happy. Yeah. Mission to, you got the job. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what Zay was saying, though. He's like, I love how it sounds like elevator music. It's like, it's perfect. <laughs> on purpose. Like, on purpose. Like, you know what I mean? I want it to feel real easy going. And then by the time you realize what the hell I'm saying, it's like, oh, damn. Right, what's oh, happening? Oh, damn. Like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. Like, he, he, you know. Yeah, it's funny because um, pre-COVID, pre-COVID, one of my responsibilities at my job was like going to Manhattan and I had to talk with the f- top exec financial advisors. <laughs> I had to put the suit on, you trim the beard up, you know what I mean? And just just find a way to be comfortable in these uncomfortable rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish I had this song back then because <laughs> I can hear that shit playing in my ear as I'm shaking hands, you know what I mean? Putting on that little, you know, putting on that smile we know. Yeah, yeah you know that smile. Yeah. What they call you it. You know what? that. You know what they call it? Code switching and shit. Hell yeah. Bro, Hell that's yeah. Just, yeah. How important was it for you to capture uh, and illustrate black experiences in your music in general? How important mm. is that for you? It's heavily important. You know what I mean? It's heavily significant, bro, to to be honest, man, because I know I know it's important. One I know it's I know it's important to really stand on because it's not it's not just my experience. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. us right now, people before us, you know what I mean? The foundations, you know what I mean? They spoke on their experiences. They told their experiences. They stepped out on courage and really preserved those stories so we can really build on them. So like I, I really feel like as, a, like I said, as an artist who's able to communicate that, you know what I mean? Cause some artist forms, um, uh, 
I'm not saying that I don't expect that from every single black person with this type of art form, but uh, when you when you know, shit, you know, and you you better speak on it every single time because you got that responsibility for real, for real. So it's just it's Word. just mm-hmm. it's just knowing that I didn't go through those experiences um, for no reason uh, or or by myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I know I can sit down with y'all and talk to y'all. I mean, you just you just told a story about like I think we've all experienced that shit, bro. Like I I probably yeah. wouldn't really talk to you outside mm-hmm. of this shit, bro. Like we have nothing in common, and I'm already I'm already you know observing the simple fact that I got to be less of myself to make you more comfortable in a space that ain't even fucking created for me for real for real so that's that's mm-hmm. right. so like just being able to identify stuff like that I'm I'm there's no silver lining for me and no stuff like that I'm gonna hit it in the heart every single time you got a responsibility to communicate that with other people uh, yeah so you always like Jesus. Aaron McGruder wrote the Bible. Life is funny, God is funny. The butter, the joke is a lot of shit that you and I know. Yeah, it's like that's a, mm. Shit hit like a funny bone. How we be laughing at the pain. Gargling laughter, swallowing after. What a comical restraint. When you're seeing shit with your own eyes, they telling you it ain't. When it seems that they deep, trying to play you like you pray. Just an episode today, you just an episode away. Another black man being killed, a celebrity escapade. Uh, Punchline is a beautiful escape. Niggas rather laugh at it than complain. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, nigga, that's straight. Cause you uh, was like Jesus and McGregor. So on our last episode, um, and I'm not sure when listeners will be listening to this particular episode, but the episode where we were talking about the Capitol riots. Um, we touched on black people's place in society being to highlight hypocrisy. Um, you know, how our very existence here is inherently tied to it. We watch as people sing America's graces, but historically we continue to live in America's shadows. So when we see them storm the Capitol building or repeated instances of police brutality, we use it as an opportunity to say, this is shit we talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, Zay even highlighted, um, you know, saying that, um, you know, black Twitter and even social media being a tool that we use to do so, you know, black Twitter goes the fuck off on everything. They always hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that very next track on the Sun Tapes, um, the Freemans, you eloquently convey a message of irony. And I love that you said Aaron Magruder wrote the Bible because <laughs> I fucking love yeah. Aaron Magruder. Yeah. <laughs> so being a fan of Boondocks myself, I love that it was used as a concept um, because much of what we witness in America is like satire. Um, so would you agree to that? Yes. That was the, yeah. <laughs> Sat- look, satire is one of the greatest things invented because it, it blends every, it blends every single human experience. To me, it's like, it's one of the like, <laughs> if you, if you break apart every single piece that makes up satire, it's really like a whole like experience of like every single like, emotion and stuff that you need to get to make satire hit the way it's supposed to hit is like uh, mm. I, I, I could go in it but like the Freemans is I mean Boondice is my favorite example Aaron McGruder is one of those people you know Dave Chappelle's or whatever but they just understand what satire is mm-hmm. making you laugh making you cry making you see the bigger picture on the other side you know what I mean so mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think as black people, that's our naturally at our core experience. Satire at our core 
is our true experience. You know what I mean? That's why we can do it better than anybody else. So just to answer your question, my bad if I got oh, out yeah. topic, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you not good. at all. Yeah. You're actually, you lined it up. Like, I love the bar. You said uh, niggas rather laugh at it than complain, and that's okay. Yeah, bro. Right, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I like how, like, you kind of describe the plight like an inside joke. And it's like something we all know but the world is now coming to realize, but the song is kind of sad in that way. Don't you think? Like, it's it like, is. yeah. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help. There's a saxophones all over it. You feel that like saxophone it? makes it. <laughs> yeah, it uh, because it's, Yo. Uh, <laughs> my bad. I didn't cut you off. You got it. You got it. No, nah, you good. You good. I was just going to ask you. Um, I think you might even said it that the saxophone does it for you every time. What is it about saxophones? The first five, six tracks all have saxophones on them. Yep. What, what do you think it is about that instrument, period? Um, you can't. They... I have an answer <laughs> if, if you want me to help. <laughs> for, for me, the reason why I've. All right, so, like, let me say this one thing about saxophone. One of the reasons why I really want to learn the saxophone, obviously, is because of what my observations and what my feelings are of it. I don't know how to play a saxophone. I can't even show you where a goddamn note is on the saxophone, to be honest, or the technicalities mm-hmm. of it. But I, I I watch people who master it. I listen to people who master it, and you can't hide a single emotion in it. It's almost like the way they use a saxophone, it's like you don't even have to be telling me the word that you're saying. You don't have to be telling me the story. <laughs> you don't have to be... I don't have to hear anything. I, I hear the saxophone and I hear the way you bending this, this sound, but it's, but it's coming from your core. It's coming from your breath, your emotion. And I feel whatever it is that you're trying to make me feel. So just to go back and <laughs> put it in the, uh, when I put it in the music, uh, if whatever, I, you know, emotion that I can identify with and put it in the music, like it's with, it's with intent, man. A sax is one of those instruments that does it every single time. You know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. I know like, you know, have you have your pianos and you have, you have different other things that's like, you know, you use your fingers and everything, bro. But a saxophone is, it's coming straight from the source. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. You just went on that and that is exactly what I wrote my take that was exactly my take like the saxophone can invoke that type of emotion uh you're literally giving up your breath yes, for it. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's an instrument like you know what i mean but it's not one of those instruments that you know i'm moving my fingers or you know what i'm saying it's you're literally giving up your voice so it would have that type of effect that's dope <sighs> that's dope we right here with it um so i guess you would say <laughs> you would say sound is just super important for you Right. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, absolutely, bro. Sound, sonics, frequency. Cause that's all. I mean, you know, as humans, part of the. Uh oh, we're about to get into quantum nah, 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 physics. Nah, nah. Yeah, let's get into quantum physics. Nah, nah, we could, we could, we could. <laughs> give it up. Nothing, nothing too deep. You know what I mean? But like, um, we see like communication in the way we use our words as like this. It's because we understand each other. We really be taking that for granted. You know what I mean? What language is. But language ain't nothing but a sound, too. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? It ain't nothing but a frequency, mm-hmm. for real, for real. Like, most of the times you feel what a nigga saying because of what he doing with his body language and shit. It ain't so much about, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, going back to the music part, when you listen to the sounds and stuff, man, think about how it make you feel before the artist say anything. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, one person mm-hmm. I know that's amazing at that. You listen to a Kendrick record, bro, like, you gonna feel every <laughs> single thing he's about to yeah. say before a word even come out. And it take, it take, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta really immerse yourself in the sound. For real, for real. Like, as, when you studying it, when you making it, really to like, you know, bring it on the back end or whatever. What's your favorite Kendrick album? <sighs> it's gotta be To Pimp a Butterfly. It's got to be to pick a butterfly you. for me. Uh, yeah. Yes, same. But he don't. Same. He don't got. Same. He don't got any misses though, man. He don't miss yeah, them. he don't got any right. misses, bro. In my opinion, it's like all of it is. Yeah, bro, it's not from this planet for real, yeah. for real. But <laughs> yeah, if you feel so, like, yeah, yeah, like it be feeling like it, bro. Because like, yeah, to pick a butterfly is something that's like. To me, just as an artist, that's it takes you through so many emotions. You know what I mean? And it's like, as an artist, like you cannot, like I'm trying to tell you, like you can identify sometimes. And he said on that album too. Well, there was that conversation at the end, Mortal Man, where him and Pac was talking, where he was like, "I go down the right," and it's like, it's an experience I'm having that I'm not even, I can't even identify. Yeah, and then I, I hear it on wax, and then. You know, Pac says it's like it's it's spirits. You know what I'm saying? We ain't even really rapping. It's our dead homie stuff. But Kendrick, I can talk mm-hmm. about yeah. Kendrick is yeah, bro. But he's one of those people to understand. He understands the very importance of the 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 musical aspect. It doesn't matter. It does. It doesn't matter how you bend, break it, put it down. What you study, how far you go back. The musical experience mm-hmm. of life has always been one and the total same. You know what I mean? Like we could talk about our people as far as tradition, whether we were celebrating somebody coming or going, a birthday or uh, rituals or, you know what I mean? Music, the element, the sound has always been a part of it. You know what I mean? So it's just in knowing that. Yeah. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke up, spit that on a necklace. Ask God for forgiveness, not the reverence. Slave to my own choices at the Kanye Western. But do that make me Kanye Westin? If I went against the grain and think how nobody thinks, no, I ain't justifying that nigga. I wouldn't multiply that nigga. I just know I got my struggles. Genius override a nigga. Too much shit be on my mind for me to hope it's right, my nigga. Sometimes I think I'm God and God reminded nigga. He know my heart, he know my pride, my nigga I told you how I felt, I ain't like my nigga I gotta testify Come up in the spot, looking extra fly For the day I die I'ma touch the sky I gotta testify Come up in the spot, looking extra fly For the day I die I'ma touch the sky We're in this world where like celebrity is celebrated and with that comes groupthink, comes cancel culture, you know, all these topics that come up as far as uh, our pod goes and just the culture goes. Mm-hmm. And the Kanye, I mean, obviously we know what's been going on. He's kind of mm-hmm. been putting that cancel box, you know <laughs> what I mean, because of his antics. He's been acting up, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to West End and you use Kanye, like you use some of his bars actually, more or less to question groupthink and by doing mm. that you appear you you risk appearing coming off as justifying some of his like distasteful thoughts going into that record like was that a concern at all for you 
Um, just the same process of like making a song like them crackers, you know what I mean? Like everybody see mm -hmm. it. Every, we all see it, you know what I mean? And we all speak on it. And sometimes we speak on things like that in a regurgitated fashion instead of really going, instead of really attacking it at its core, you know what I mean? Like very so, mm -hmm. very so, um, very rarely do I. And hopefully there's a time that we can really, really do this because it'll really help us for, for move forward in a lot of different aspects. But very rarely do I find, do I see us trying to find the commonality or whatever before we can move forward about whatever we Thanks. see. So the topic at hand obviously is like Kanye. Like we know what Kanye has done for us inspirationally and we know what Kanye has done for us. We're like, my nigga, we not, we not fucking with that. Like what you really doing? But, but one assessment I know about myself is no matter how great I know I am and no matter how great other people see me as, I know if there's like, I know if my faults were on as big of a, a platform as his is every single day, I would lose some people. You know what I mean? A lot of people would probably point out my contradictory statements. A lot of people would point out the simple fact you ain't always been this way. A lot of people would. Like, you know what I mean? Even as I get older, I'm understanding of that. Like, bro, like, you're going you gonna to have some thoughts that's going to lose some people mm. for real, for real. Like, and try not to listen to it from a... Definitely listen. That's one thing I say in the song. Like, I ain't justifying that nigga. I wouldn't multiply that nigga. I just know mm -hmm. I got my struggle. Genius override a <laughs> nigga. So, like, what I'm, mm. and what I'm saying in that is, like, bro, like, as a creative, I can identify with you trying to figure out if you're going to live through the music or, like, let that shit, like, live through you. I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but, like, Kanye found himself in a... Oh, definitely. Yeah, Kanye has found himself, from my observation, I don't even know the man personally. That's another thing. I, mm. I ain't never yeah. shook his hand. Right. I ain't never stared the man in his eyes or his soul. You know what I'm saying? So everything got to be from an observational standpoint. But I just know as an artist, somebody who really do this, and I, I think... uh. It don't even got to be no artist. It can go down to the, you know, the craft and the form and the art form that y'all use to help us tell our stories and everything. You go through a process of like, is this the right thing to say? Sometimes we really get caught up on, like I said, the message, man. Like I go back to like his rant, you know what I mean? Hopefully somebody listen to this and, and follow what I'm saying. But when he was saying that uh the slaves have never been free, you know what I mean? Like we still enslaved, you know what I mean? And uh a lot of people heard that. And it was an emotional response. You know what I mean? When he was like, Harry, you never freed the slaves. But it's like the way he said it on surface level would like fuck you up. Right. And then I had to, you know what I'm saying? Just to mm -hmm. make it parallel with a lot of things that I say in my everyday regular conversation. If I didn't have the time in between that to like perfect my thought where like, let me find mm -hmm. a way to say this where somebody could really feel what I'm saying. But I'm watching the man. That, I ain't never been on a platform like that. Nobody, it's hard. You put a mic in front of my phone. You, I mean, you put a mic in front of my face. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to say exactly what I'm thinking. The thought might come across broke or whatever. But what I'm getting at or what I'm trying to say, I'm always hoping it makes sense. And you can just tell when a man don't have right. no in, ill intent of, offend, of, yeah. a, of a, offending the people he trying to get to a specific place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes but we hold people to the delivery very high yeah standards. like we we hold very people to yeah <laughs> like they're just normal people that make mistakes and everybody doesn't process the same way exactly no matter how great the calling you know what i mean mm -hmm. a lot of people don't um think about that you know what i mean like <laughs> how many niggas can really be kanye on a daily basis yeah, yeah.
Yeah, it's a lot. I be thinking about it, bro. Like he said mm-hmm. so much of the right things. That's why I like that you went back and took some of those lyrics because some of the things that we we celebrated Kanye when he first came out, like he was saying things that we we like. So you kind of like remind him, like, yo, this is a person that we 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 did fuck with for a while, and this is a person that is growing and going through experiences, might have some mental things going on. Like these are all things you need to take into account. Facts and. Uh... On top of that, like how many times he's really, <laughs> the man has stepped stepped out on so many courageous moments and said what everybody <laughs> wanted to say and said what people didn't want to say. And I think about how how quickly mm-hmm. that mental or that core of a person can be like, because it, it's vulnerability, you know what I mean? You wide open for anybody to attack that. So I just, sometimes I have, you know, that perspective is just stepping back and thinking like the same powers that be that I identify on them crackers more than likely has been trying to mentally break that man down for so fucking long. I don't know, man. I can go, I can really, it's so yeah. many different things that I just uh, observed from that situation. But I think somebody like Kanye is a mirror, you know what I mean? Of like, yeah, like sometimes as a community, we really, it's almost like shit. When you, when you listen to the elders in your family, your grandma, your grandpa, like, you know, they're not perfect. You know what I mean? And they'll probably tell you, they'll probably mm-hmm. give you a whole 30 minute story about some shit. That's like, where you taking me for a frill or whatever? But like, and, and then you'll probably be able to <laughs> yeah. identify the points in their story where they hypocritical. Like, damn, you, you wasn't, I know you wasn't mm-hmm. on top of this at my age, but you understand from experience what they telling you this because they trying to get you somewhere. So yeah. as yeah. I ain't talking about the world as black people, as our community, um, not just, I ain't even talking about just creators or artists that they put on TV. I'm talking about your everyday people. We got to, we got to, with more intent, we got to be able to step back and really yeah. identify what it is that people are trying to communicate with us instead of responding with so much emotional aspect all the time. Cause there's a lot of things Word. that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that attack us that would rather us be caught up in our emotions rather than just trying to listen to what somebody say. Mm-hmm. Shit, just going back to Kendrick. He said that on Mortal Man, like, you know, if, if my whole story was on display, if you seen how I got to this point, you know what I mean? Would you be following me for a for If you seen my whole trials and tribulations, would you continue mm-hmm. to listen to what I say? Would my word be bond if you seen my lows? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Definitely. Word. Very word. well said. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank right, you for sharing so- that. For sure, man. Appreciate the question, bro. Because, yeah, that's where I was when I... <laughs> it take me back, you know what I mean, when I write these songs. Like I said, it's, it's those songs, they, they come from like, you know what I'm saying? Overtime observation, sitting with myself, really, you know what I mean? Figuring out how it is that I be wanting to say these things. And like you said, you think about it, like, man, shit. It's so easy to bring up Kanye West and be like, fuck that nigga. You know what I mean? But yeah. right. that's the right. easiest topic easy. to say. Was, was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing to say. But let's attack it at its core for real, for real. You know what I mean? That's why I usually play uh, devil's advocate on a lot of things. Like even when I'm not supposed to, <laughs> even when it, like it doesn't seem smart, Brit Brit has called me out on this a few times. But um, it's always in the best interest of conversation. Like Absolutely. like I don't want to be shackled about by like what I should think, mm-hmm. but I want to discuss the topic to the fullest. So like I think that's the only way you gotta have these uncomfortable conversations. You gotta question anything. Absolutely. That, that's the t- 
You have to question everything. You have, you know what I mean? And not to the point of like, you know what I mean? Insecurities, like not believing in anything. You know what I mean? Some insight can be as concrete as it help you through experience. But I think just the, excuse me, the free will of questioning everything, the ability to be able to reason with what you hear. It's like, we take that for um, granted sometimes. You know what I mean? Just the ability to like ask a question. Like, cause some people just, people take everything for, you know what I mean? Service level. What somebody tells somebody what it means. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I love the question mm-hmm. that you asked me about West End. You know what I mean? Because somebody could have listened to that and be like, he talking about Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Exactly. Next exactly. thing. But like, you know what I mean? Kanye is literally yeah. just the, he's just the example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, being, being the devil advocate, like, it's, it's hell and <laughs> I know the risk <laughs> that you run for sure, for sure. <laughs> talking to your every. <laughs> Talking to your everyday person because they're like, bro, like, what, you know what I mean? What the fuck you mean? Why are you asking me that question? But sometimes just as the, it's almost like, you know, being a seeker, you know what I mean? You're just trying to find a complete relative answer for yourself. You know what I mean? When you hear somebody's testimony, uh, it's one thing to listen to it and try to experience it vicariously. But the more you ask questions, the more these people dive deep in their testimony. Like, you know what I mean? You find those parts that you can pick and make them yours and all of that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Word up. All right, so we're going to switch gears. Um, so I did a little research, and for those who don't know, now, I mean, I've heard this, but I just, it's not something you think about, I guess, because, you know, we way up north, but, <laughs> you know, Nashville has a very rich music history. It, it's been referred to as Music City and the songwriting capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people would travel from all over to learn and share, and I think we always, of course, think country music. We just think about the white folks. Um, and it's it's just kind of like, of course, black people have to be ingrained in that because we have our hands in everything, everything in this country. Mm. Everything. Mm. So I would love to learn the black history as far as music in Nashville. But it's been very enlightening and um, just um, warming to just know, like, Hearing from Qualls and you and learning about all of your other associates, you know what I mean? Just how rich the music scene is down there. Mm -hmm. And you're the co-founder of Third Eye Collective, right? Mm -hmm. So can you tell us more on what that is and like how it came about? Um, Yes, I am a co-founder of uh, Third Eye Collective. Uh, The idea itself uh, originated from Chuck Indigo, uh, another artist uh, uh we well aware we yeah well yeah aware. another great yeah so uh the idea mm-hmm. originated from him uh one of his forwarded progressive ideas you know what i mean of just bringing people together with the same intent same values same goals for a lot of the things that we wanted to come together and do um god blessed us really to be able to have people in our vicinity in the same kind of you know wavelength to really uh mm-hmm. build something like that uh yeah, it's what, you know, the intent was to create a machine, um, <laughs> the machine that everybody goes on to search for when you're doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like that you, mm-hmm. that some artists sign their whole life rights over to really find damn near. Uh, right. But uh, we were just lucky to have people mm-hmm. who were just as, you know, hungry around us, just as dedicated around us to really pour into that, 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 the well. 
Um, so like I said, it started with five co co owners. We got the LLC and everything, and then afterwards, everybody that was around us already at that point just kind of really just start pouring in, and that's how it became the collective. Or what it is, that's dope. yeah. Where people just kind of seen where they, they got in, where they fit in. But it, it's um best thing about it is like it doesn't take away the individual aspects of it. You know what I mean? People still shine bright in their light. You know what I mean? They own individual mm-hmm. light in their journey. That's the best part about the machine. You know what I mean? You see what Set can do behind the camera. You see what you know. what I'm saying Chuck can do on a song. You see what Coleman can do when he makes a whole project. You know what I mean? So like all of those different things of like just having a a machine you can it, sometimes like I said it's just one of those things that you you uh you don't take for granted for for so that's what that was the intent of what it was to build third eye and then you know it turned out to be that so no nah, it's 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 definitely coming along it's dope man it's it's yeah. dope everybody is of a, a certain level of quality that's why I like it I like it because like that level of quality is maintained across the board yeah. so whether it's the music whether it's the visuals. No, funny. Quick shout out for the directors, yo. Like, I just want to put that, like, the visuals are so important. And sometimes I feel like some yes. people, I'm not talking about y'all in general. I'm just talking in general. Sometimes, you know, these directors, like, fall behind wayside, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to shout out those 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 visual artists, the graphic designers. You know what I mean? I, I got background in graphic design. I know what it's like. Like, that presentation, mm-hmm. you they, they can make a, a corny nigga look hot. That, real that's quick. what the real shit is. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> hey, I get. I'm trying to tell you, I get. I be giving them niggas they flowers all the time because, like, it don't, mm-hmm. it don't go. I know it don't go unnoticed in my work. You know what I mean? People all the time quick to point out, like, bro, like the visuals, the graphics, and all that. I'm like, I tell you, like, I be putting little ideas in there, or whatever. But like, please believe those graphics designs, those videos, that be them. Them, them niggas be geniuses, bro. They be the things they can do with their art form. They take their craft. They take it just as serious as mine. Yeah, bro. Shout out to them for sure, bro. Like people, people definitely be forgetting that the ABA, yeah, people definitely be forgetting. It just seems like everybody kind of feel their role and they and they they're uh you know passionate about what, whatever they're doing. So with this pool of mm-hmm. talent that y'all have and that y'all put together and what we know of like Nashville's history as far as music and being a place where artists come together and stuff like that. Have you ever thought about like in creating this collective? Um, where you you all are kind of continuing that lineage of sharing and learning from one another or or do you feel like that you're filling a void in which that wasn't the scene in Nashville like what's the scene right now in Nashville that's a good, I I per, I I personally think it's an extended it's an extensive of that. Like, I don't think Third Eye is special in the sense of there weren't other people who was on the same wavelength as we was. Like, you know what I mean? That's one thing. Obviously, I'm, he's coming from me. You know what I mean? This is my thought. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I don't think we're special in no right of like, uh, nobody's doing this. So like, where there's plenty of collective conversations around us and there's plenty, there's plenty of other artists around the city who's built, who, who are building in that same exact way. But I do think it all comes from identifying parts of this city that we need more of this. You know what I mean? Like, we definitely see the lack of things like uh, Third Eyes or the Personas, if you, if you know who those guys are, or the Black Cities or whatever. Like, those are, there's other, you know, labels or conglomerates here in Nashville. Like, it's so easy to identify the lack of, you know what I mean? But 
it's so easy mm-hmm. to see other people trying to build it the same way when you're on that same frequency. So I think, I think, uh, for me, I definitely try to see it as there was foundations before us that was like, we ain't building no empty foundations. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, we ain't building no empty foundations at all. Hell no. Nah, Cause if you dive, even if you dive deep into Music City, like where they come from, they come from black people, they come from the Jubilee singers. Hey, God. You know what I'm saying? They come from, you know what I'm saying? The Fish <laughs> University. Yeah, they come from the Jubilee Singers and stuff that, that came through Fish University that was talking about times like this where we was able to build some collectives with black creators and shit. So the foundation and the lack of, it's just, it's with more intent doing more of it so we can oppose these factors out here that would rather us, that would rather see us not do it. So we can oppose the whole, aspect of people uh, when you hear Music City you only think about the white scene for real for real when it wasn't even them who mm-hmm. they damn near hijacked okay. it for real for real but so right. it's just knowing that with intent uh, again if I'm rambling I'm sorry but hopefully I'm answering the question like we really just no no, no you definitely are yeah, you definitely like we, are you're answering it yeah we definitely we definitely have that understanding of like people before us were definitely motivated to build what we were trying to build. And mm-hmm. I think that's the same energy that we take into why we have the gratitude of being able to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it, don't, it doesn't go unsaid mm-hmm. that other people were trying to do this, whether they successfully did or they didn't. It was, if that makes sense. But we definitely need more of it. But I think we need more of it even in the spaces that have it. You know what I mean? Like, you can identify, like, in Atlanta and, like, mm-hmm. like damn, they got a lot of it. And it's like, but to me, it's never enough till we till we all attain that common goal. You know what I'm saying? Taking back our shit. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah. Word. <laughs> all right. So you have officially been our first guest of 2021. That's fire. Congratulations. That's fire. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> goes without being said that 2020 was a tough year for all of the obvious reasons. Um, in reading up on you, it seems like 2020 was a year of momentum. Uh, you had a complex feature. You recently did a live performance on the 85 South comedy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're pretty early on in your career. and People are taking notice. Um, is this happening fast for you? Or was it expected? And how does it feel? <laughs> it's so funny because them are the questions that I ask myself every day. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> shout, out to, mm-hmm. shout out to God's timing and God's plan. You know what I mean? Um, we're able to identify my age. I'm 27 and I've been around this my whole life. So you can see how 2020 has been like a lot of surreal aspects when it's something you love your whole life for real, for real. And then at age 27, you get to experience the fruits of it. So just to answer that question. Right. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't expect a lot of the successes that came with it. If I can be completely honest and transparent, uh, I know in 2018, 19, when I was really first, like, finding the confidence, like, no, this is what I do. When other people wasn't even, they weren't even calling me Ron Obasi for a fraud. They wasn't even really able to identify me by that name or they just knew me from the nigga from the city for a fraud. Like, when, but I know going, mm-hmm. when I was doing this, I had no idea, honestly, that, uh, things like a complex interview at 85 South or like things like that would happen. I think, uh, the best part of it is with I've always had the intent though of it mm-hmm. covering ground, of everybody being able to hear what I'm saying, um, of of everybody being able to 
to feel me. You know what I mean? So like when 2020 happens mm. and you get these complex interviews and you get these DJ booth interviews, the 85 South let you come on their platform and tell your story in rap form. Like I said, man, shout out to God's timing, bro, because you have these plans in your head of how you think this shit should go. You have mm-hmm. these, yep. you, you know what I mean? You have these, like, you write it out all the time. You're like, I'm, you know, I'm, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what I'm, what I'm trying to get out of, you know what I mean? But when it starts unfolding and God starts having you, like, walk your path mm-hmm. for real, for real, you're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like. Right. <laughs> it's surreal. <laughs> feel, like, it feels surreal. Yeah, I never, I never could fathom 2020 going high with, for me. I think a big part of it too is, is being able to trust, surrender and release throughout the whole process because surrender yeah, you have to every single time mm-hmm. you have to get out of your own way because like i said so so easy yeah. was it for me to start this and then once i seen like the traction of people to listen to what attraction of like people paying attention it was like um it's like all right well shit do i do i want some do i want it to be the best project that i ever put out do i want people to see me as the greatest rapper do I, um, do I want to use this avenue to speak on truth and make change? You know what I mean? So many different things. But mm-hmm. all of those account for the simple fact of like 2020 unfolded in a way of like um, walking in my purpose, my truth, and my light and using the music to do so the way God and the universe responded so fast was a testament to mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. – it, shit, it's always been me. Shit, they, God always been waiting on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's for sure. Yeah, like he had yeah, always been waiting absolutely. on me to get up and move for real, for real, really to get up and like really believe, really put the two feet behind this shit. And then that's what happened. Shit just started responding. Um, people yeah. started being interested in more that I had to say and shit. So, well, it's, it's definitely deserved, man. You're very talented. Man, very talented, you. bro. So, so what's next for you? You got anything coming up? You got anything? You got exclusive shit you can drop on the BZ podcast? Uh, (laughs) I'm not gonna ask you rap. You're not. You don't have to rap. Not like this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. You don't even know how much of a thank you that is for real, for real, dog. Like, bro. I was like, no. Yeah, listen. (laughs) That's that's a whole another. That's a whole another thing in itself. But, but, uh. Shit, as far as like things that I got coming up, uh, yes, I have a, I, I, it's a blessing, bro, to never, to be one of those people who like, uh, present enough to continuously create and then like, uh, to always be able to keep going and have ideas to push forth or whatever. But, um, 2021 is one of those years that, uh, and from now on, where you'll start to see a lot of the, like I said, the intent of why I do what I do, uh, what it is that I'm really trying to use this mm-hmm. platform for, um, had enough time, set enough foundations for myself to really like build off of that shit. So 2021, you'll see a lot of the avenues that are, that are bigger than music, like, uh, Ron Obasi and everything that, you know, that ties to that name or who I am. My bad. I don't know. <laughs> you good. You good. Yeah. <laughs> This so, real you life. Know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, <laughs> is that who's that? Not? 
Oh, is that the door? No, like who is that knocking though? Like, is that? I'm they trying to see like if it's my police. little one. I'm trying to see if that's my daughter in there knocking or whatever. I'm sorry, y'all, but I just to get oh. to it. yeah, shoot you. You want to go good. check yeah, real quick? Yeah, you can oh, go no, check. We can edit like, stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah, we can edit. No, it. It's no big. We can edit this if you need to go see. No, it was my pops, man. He was over. He was doing. He said my bad. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, tell him we said what's that. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> So, uh, all right, where was we at? We was talking about uh, the next stuff that I have coming up. So, 2021, yeah. So, like, uh, shit, I don't know if this is exclusive drop, but like I said, it'll be more about moving in intent. You know what I mean? We have Supreme Radicals. Uh, you'll see a lot, me um, and my business partner, Kelsey. Y'all got to talk to her. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a genius, man. But uh, you'll see a, you'll see a lot of you'll see a lot of the whys of why we do this. You know what I mean? Being highlighted, really bring it to the forefront. Um, Supreme Radicals is one of those platforms. It's a multimedia platform, so you can expect all different things from Supreme Radicals. Uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be less. You know what I mean? It'll be less about. Uh, obviously, I'll be one of the you know instruments of what you know or faces of what supreme radicals does but there's an extensive thing that uh supreme radicals is here to do it'll, it'll cover a lot of ground for sure for sure it'll tell a lot of stories in a lot of different ways a lot of people's different stories so no nah, we gonna look forward to that yeah we're man it's, forward to that. it's a beautiful Absolutely. thing bro we gotta we done tapped into a, a lot of things bro that'll separate us from uh a lot of the other things that have inspired us, not so much of comparison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every, every, every mm-hmm. media platform that, you know, black people have came to love or voice or whatever, however they separated themselves with all intent, you know, Supreme Radicals would be something that we make sure we do in 2021. Um, and as far as myself, man, music is, is, is always being made, always be on the way. Uh, we have a live album that we made. Uh, with the Ooh. that's an exclusive drop that y'all can use for sure uh, we had right, uh, we had a, uh, <laughs> we made a live album uh, that was the whole experience about you know when we was down in Atlanta with 85 South man the band uh, we made a live album mm. with them cats bro so oh, nice. yeah you'll hear some, yeah you'll hear uh, a lot of records that people ain't never heard before you'll hear the live versions of them first on the project, man. So that shit is real beautiful. We got that coming for 2021. And, uh, yeah, man, it's a lot, man. It ain't no, to me, man, I know a lot of people see it as like, uh, so easy. You know what I'm saying? The word like saturation kind of gets thrown around or whatever. Like, bro, like, uh, mm. but, uh, <laughs> I be thinking like I'm in a driver's seat of continuously, uh, you know, being a part of things that continuously build on the momentum, the message, and all of that stuff, because it's a consistency of just straight quality of just all things that, like, the ideas, you know what I'm saying, from my perspective of shit, man. You, y'all, you <laughs> I'm excited, bro. Y'all will see, man. 2021 is <laughs> nah, going to be- Nah, I see it. Yeah, 2021 is going to be it. a gracious one, bro, because it's, um, it's a lot of things that I was able to put the time in. We were able to put the time in to really- perfect mm-hmm. for real, for real. like you know what i'm saying that was the best that's the best thing about 2020 when i look back in hindsight you know what i mean i was laying a lot of groundwork absolutely a lot of momentum that's why i said i had got god was getting me out of my own way you know what i'm saying and preparing me for the things that i really really have my whole heart and intent behind in 2021 a lot of people Definitely. a lot of people will get to mm. see the first uh 
look at those things. Hell yeah, we actually, uh, shit, today we'll be dropping some of our first pieces and shit for Supreme Radicals as far as like video and media aesthetics oh, go. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Make sure y'all check that out then, man. All right, so before we wrap this up, I got a question. So I want to know, um, what other interests or hobbies do you have outside of making music or reading? I know, I know about reading, but do you have any like random hobbies or random interests? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, film, uh, film. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's another thing that Supreme Radicals. You'll see my passions for that. Uh, you, yeah, okay. you'll see a lot of my passions for the film and the, the visual aspect of telling the story. Um, and then okay. something, let's see, something that I don't do that I don't think I'm good at that I wouldn't, you would never see me try, but I have this, this crazy, <laughs> okay. like parallel compassion with it, like, well, par- like crazy, like feel for it as if I wish I could do it. It's like, Stand up comedy, like that's like one <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yo, that's actually on my bucket list, yo. Like I want to go up and do like three minutes bro, one day. Stand up. Bro, if I can, if I can, <laughs> if I can stand up there and tell jokes for real, for real, I, you probably do it. You'll see Ron doing a lot of that shit for real, for real. But I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, the love for it is crazy because I. It's one of the things that I don't do. But I share the love mm-hmm. for it, the passion for it, the same way I do for like music. It's almost crazy, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, the storytelling yeah, the of storytelling, it, storytelling, the mm-hmm. punchlines, the shit that make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as things like I do, like I said, you'll start seeing the verse in like the, um, the film and everything. Uh, as mm-hmm. time progresses, you know, y'all probably get to see. Not probably, you will get to see um, my interest in comic books. But I'll use them, you know what I mean, to tell black stories and shit like that or whatever. Just making that uh that crossover into that world and shit or whatever. So you'll get to see a lot of things that Ron has passions for for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not the music. Nice. The music is nice. the the music is the door opener for sure. Awesome. All right, so drop your at. Where can all the listeners find you? Uh, you can find me at Ron Obasi, no spaces. Um R O N O B A S I. Yep. You got any shout outs? Shit, shout out to y'all for having me. <laughs> shout out to y'all for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out <laughs> of course, to of course. Easy Podcast for having me on, bro. Cause shit, that's the that shit that made my day. Um shout out shout out to God and the little one, man. They 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 hold me close, they keep me going. So they're my shout outs for the day for sure. I wanna shout out Kelsey and Gavin for kind of making this happen and orchestrating this and putting it together. It's a it's a very validating feeling when uh, we see that our platform is seen as something of value to other people and other people want to come on. So I, I can't say it enough. We can't say it enough. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're definitely fans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for letting us pick your brain. <laughs> First of all, nah, thank y'all, man. <laughs> shit, don't even. I know in the future, man. Shit, please don't hesitate to have me on again, bro. For sure, I don't, you know. Oh no, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. And uh, let us know if you're trying to promote something. If you get us before it comes out, we can try to orchestrate something. We'll help you push it. We'll we'll have you back on. Just just keep us keep us updated on what y'all That's got fire. going on. Appreciate that. Hell yeah. No, thank you. No problem, man. I think this does it for this episode of the BZ Podcast. I want to thank everybody involved. 
Thanks, Gavin. Shout out Quals. Shout out Kelsey. Shout out Rana Bassi. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Yes, sir, man. Thank y'all again. Shout out y'all again. And all of those names, especially Kelsey and Gavin, bro, those are two. Like I said, they two geniuses in their own right, man. The shit that they be orchestrating for real, for real. They be behind the scenes making all type of plays and shit. But <laughs> yeah, hell, man. Thank y'all. I said making peace with everything and yesterday, today, this week Clinging deep by everything I tried to say but can't speak Magazines, I got my issues with all kind of things Obsolete, will my kids come fly with me like Dominique Eastside nigga, and Eve from Tennessee Jesus me, see it's me, Jesus please They can't fucking save me with no Jesus peace Ask me what I'm smoking on and I said Jesus peace huh. Now that's some irony, ain't Iron Man but got an irony Cause every time I took my falls, bounce back like bitch I ball Hated his name till his name got called, they in awe They in awe mm. Ain't gon' settle my nigga, pop got metal my nigga And I'm black, talk to the kettle my nigga Shit going up, can't be upset my nigga God is selling hope, now I gotta cop a few Lot to lose, rendezvous with all my plans While I'm in solitude, progress made with everything I constitute Still think about the baddest bitch in the comments move <laughs> She said her name was Destiny <laughs> Tried to hand me your destiny, told him I'ma choose, I'ma choose Tried to hand me your destiny, told him I'ma choose Famous, let them tell it, that won't change me I ain't done enough for real to even wanna chase a thrill I could just a week ago Hit my phone like, hello stranger I ain't text her back, it's been some days I knew that had her anger right now Can't stop, won't stop, young gun shoot for the top spot been through the wire, playing working out. So I'd be damned if it all falls down. We don't even care what the people say. Cause one glad morning, I fly away. Shining like a diamond in the rough. Only thing missing, Rockefeller chain. Out east, baby. Yeah. Nashville tis a D. Trying to make it out. Ain't seen too many things outside of these surroundings. About time I be dumbfounded by the world and its treasures. What's out there? Who could guess it? Fuck it, why not go get it? So many I knew ain't get the chance to. So I'm on it. Bright and early in the morning. Let the sun shine in You know good and well we need it Searching for something different Everybody sees What you need and what you want I done seen this place before Searching for the memories Miss my homies dead and gone Dodging death and misery Feel some things I never show But I always love the place a nigga used to call home Hey, look, moved out the way Made me feel like a little nigga when I hit the east side Reminisce on power football days, only had two plays I was left for the sweet right, either way nigga gon' score Had dreams of the pro shit came and they gone I don't feel no way when you're at that age Name a nigga that don't wanna be like Kobe Or spit 16 by the brick, uh, go jump clean on a bitch Wet Gucci on your dick, make a nigga act up I shit you don't need for a bitch I was a player in training, living so shameless Feeling no danger, still willing where I was in places But niggas had bodies, niggas had priors Niggas had bangers, damn, same shit pointing me opposite uh, I was more focused on colleges, on the road, scholarships, doctorate uh, Tryna do good for my mom and them, uh, now my nigga roll out kind of shit, uh Put a nigga mind on a rocket ship, uh Hey, you think I say so optimistic Growing up, had no pot to piss in, yeah.